Hello, Mavis. Did you hear? Hello, Jack. Uh, hello. Did you hear? Hello. Did you hear? <laughs> And welcome to what I'm calling the prequel podcast for Did You Hear? Now, it's a good way to test the tech and make sure everything goes right for the uploads to SoundCloud and iTunes. The official launch isn't for a couple of weeks, but there's so much important news going on that I just felt the urge to release something. Namely, I'm going to talk about the Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership, or TTIP, a controversial agreement currently being finalised between the EU and the United States. I have a note here from Dave who asks, what is a tip? I only know the one where I take my crap to dump it. What does the tip really mean, he says. Well, Dave, the tip, or TTIP, isn't a place where you may dump stuff, although many would argue that the TTIP will create a mass dumping ground in the EU for US goods and services. Some would also say that there's a lot of crap in Brussels as well. The TTIP, though, is an agreement, simply put, it removes taxes on imported goods. So, for example, you may save about two quid on a pair of Levi's that you buy in the high street, for example. On the other hand, if you were to sell something you made to someone in the States, they get a little bit cheaper because there wouldn't be an import tax on it. It's a two-way thing. Unfortunately, not many people have heard of this agreement, nor do they know how damaging it could become. Both Labour and the Conservatives support this agreement. The Greens and UKIP do not. And it was last week that the UK MEPs created quite a stir in Brussels as they attacked the agreement with full aplomb. According to Wikipedia, the TTP is defined as a transatlantic trade and investment partnership uh, that is a proposed free trade agreement between the EU and the United States. Now, proponents say that the agreement would result in multilateral economic growth, while the critics would say that it increases corporate power and it will make it difficult for governments to regulate for the public benefit. Now, just a thought, just putting it out there, wasn't the problem with the global financial crisis also partly caused due to contagion with so many financial companies that were invested and cross-invested in this web across the world with inadequate government regulation on the financial services sector? Just a thought. Just a thought. The EU Commission thinks that this TIP agreement will equate to 120 billion euros or 0.5% of EU GDP by 2027, while the UK thinks it will add around 10 billion a year to the UK economy. One of the trickiest parts of the TTP is a section covering investor protection, which effectively means that foreign companies that deal in government contracts like infrastructure, hospitals, NHS, power stations, etc., can sue the government for a cancelled or changed contract. The investor state agreements also threaten, as I say, the NHS, with foreign companies able to move in to take up uh, outsourcing contracts from the NHS. It is indeed feasible that the NHS, if it moved to further outsourcing services, could end up being run by an American company, which is pretty frightening for me as a Brit. Now, the Czech Republic, Slovakia, Poland... They're already in trade agreements of this kind and, and they've been sued 127 times so far and lost the equivalent money that would employ 300,000 nurses for a year. So some pretty serious dosh. 
and a Swedish energy company uh, also used a treaty to sue the German government for 3.7 billion over the shutting of a nuclear reactor in the wake of the uh, Fukushima disaster in 2011. Another example of US uh, extending their power of influence, according to the Pesticides Action Network, senior officials from the US visited Europe in July 2013, and the result was that the EU dropped plans to ban 31 pesticides after US officials cited the TTIP. The proposed legislation uh, was to ban endocrine-affecting chemicals which have been linked to cancer and male infertility, with the health cost to treat these uh, effects of the chemicals to humans has been estimated at around $150 billion a year. The TTIP also aims to harmonise some regulation, and I say harmonise in inverted commas because this is partly where further issues lie especially with food. The EU currently has much stricter controls on food production and the use of GM crops, pesticides, food additives, for example. So something that US companies may lean on the EU countries to lower their standards since the US has already leaned on Brussels over pesticides. Hello, this is Brian here. You mean to tell me that under the TTIP, I won't be able to get my organic cheese soya double half calf decaf with a twist of lemon anymore? Preposterous! <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, Brian, but we won't be tolerating such language on this show, fucking idiot. But I'm sure, Brian, that you'll still be able to get your la-di-da latte, but it will probably cost you more because the market will be injected with cheaper and inferior bulk standard products. Now, last week, the EU Parliament President, Martin Schulz, postponed a vote on this matter. The MEPs narrowly voted to postpone debate, causing a massive ruckus amongst all opposing MEPs, and UKIP MEPs let it be known that they were at best unpleased in no uncertain terms. There's some great videos of that on YouTube if you want to go and, uh, and Google that. Um, they're worth a look. But those against the TTP argue that this agreement is driven by companies, and companies are driven by one thing and one thing only, and that's money slash profit. Now, the vast majority of lobbyists for example, for the TTIP are unsurprisingly, you guessed it, companies. Now with lower regulation, it means multinational powerhouses, some are richer than some governments, can expand and make even more money. And under the TTIP, it's profit, not safety or the environment that seems to matter, as we've already had a hint of if those stories from the pesticide group are true. What's so secret about releasing a document that merely deals with the exchange of goods and services? It's not a document with, with plans for a missile defence system or strategic military stuff or counter-terrorism plans or anything like that, which you could understand a certain amount of confidentiality is needed. It's a financial trade agreement. Uh, and as such, it really should be open for anybody to read, discuss, debate, praise, criticise, what have you. And when the average tariff now, after many years of, of sliding down, is only on an average across the board, it's only about 3%, you have to ask what makes a document so precious that it needs to be locked up for 30 years? The issue isn't simply about the secrecy of the trade agreement itself either. It's the secrecy of the process 
The entirety of the TTIP has been handled behind closed doors, well away from citizens. The very people that it, it, it matters to and it will affect, it's been completely hidden from. But hey, why let liberty get in the way of making money, right? Until next time, be good to yourself and stay safe. Bye-bye. Hi, Ethel here. If you've got something to say or a question, send a mail to didyouhearpodcast at gmail.com or you can give us a call on Skype at Did You Hear Podcast or you can check out all the latest musings and updates at www.didyouhearpodcast.com and you can now download all the podcasts from SoundCloud and iTunes as well, including his commercial highlights. Isn't that wonderful? George